0: In the times where it looks like we don't have enough. In the times where it looks like, man, it's over. It's done with. But let me tell you, this is what you have to do with the things that you have. You have to present it to God. Just like the woman presented the oil and the flour. Just like Jesus presented the five loaves and the two fish. Just like Moses presented the rod. I'm telling you, present your gifts. Present everything that you have to God and live your life as a living sacrifice. And he's going to make it enough. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning it it is Monday here you. on Church oh. Confessions. Oh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Manly Heke, episode 113. I hope you guys had an amazing last week. I've been having a very busy life but it's a good type of busy. Um we're we're progressing. We're progressing and God has been good. You know, God has really been giving me consistent messages of him making me enough, him making me um righteous. You know what I'm saying? Um and I think that that's the reason why this past couple episodes have have, you know, we talked about grace. We talked about you know, him making us enough for the tasks that he's called us to. And honestly, I really wanted to continue in that trend. Um, Before we go there, of course, we have community uh, announcements. We still have these... Uh, t-shirts on sale, the sacrifice and service T-shirts. Um, you can cop one at www.ua Support this ministry, you know, get you a piece of, you know, what I'm saying apparel that that speaks the word of God, that's that you can be a fashion evangelist. That's really what the vision is, man, like that people can read your shirt or ask you what your shirt means. And now you're out here telling them about Jesus Christ. That's something, you know, that means something. And that's really what we want to invest in. Um, so you can copy a shirt, man. You can support this ministry. Uh, I believe we have we have most sizes left. I know some sizes that 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 are gone, but we have we have most sizes there um, in in both shirts, I believe. And yeah, copy one. Uh, last week we didn't put the link in the bio, even though I, in in the description, even though I think I said we were about to. Hopefully, I remember by the time I'm done recording this one to put the link in the description. <laughs> so we'll see. If you're watching this on YouTube, that is, you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, guys, another episode, another, another, uh, announcement that I had was that I want, you know, everyone to subscribe to this newsletter that we relaunched, um, shout out to Bella. Once again, our teammate that really capped in that entire effort to relaunch our newsletter, we're having devotionals that you don't see anywhere else, um, on that newsletter, and I think that, you know, when you get something in the email that's edifying, because you know, you get all the work stuff in the email, you get all the, you know, the, 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 the promotions in the email. But how many of you guys get that edifying message in your email that really helps you throughout the month? So we got the devotionals, we got the, the Christian culture uh, we call it kingdom culture kingdom culture commentary you know what i'm saying like just really highlighting different things in christian culture that you know is taking charge and um you know also you know telling you guys about our editorials that we have online and stuff like that it's really for your edification so if you haven't subscribed subscribe um you can go to our homepage, subscribe you can go to the link in bio link that we have on instagram and subscribe and yeah speaking of instagram The third uh, announcement is if you have not followed us on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, that is our primary way of, you know, posting news or posting things that, you know, we have clips, whatever it might be. Um, It's just our main content platform aside from our website. And if you haven't, you know, follow us already, please follow us. Come on. You know what I'm saying? If you have an Instagram follow, you know, at underscore Un underscore associated follow us you know what i'm saying stay connected with us you know we want to see y'all comments we want to see y'all likes and engagement we want to see y'all dm us about questions you might have or any type of concerns you might have that is a real resource that's uh, like that's real i think that's the most way we connect with people if i'm being quite honest with you for those of us those of you that already follow us and are already like you know doing all of that stuff you know i applaud you i appreciate you you know, we're a community now, ladies and gentlemen. We don't gotta do nothing alone. You know what I'm saying? We on all these platforms use us as a resource, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it might be. So whew. community announcements are done. You know what I'm saying? Let's get that, da- let's get down to the word of God. In this very hot room, you're gonna see me, you know what I'm saying, pad down. You're gonna hear me pad down. You hear that? <laughs> But uh, let, let's get to the word of God. Like I said, we're really continuing on this trend of you know, us not feeling worthy, whether it's us not feeling worthy for God's grace or us not feeling worthy in order to do the, to, to fulfill the task that God has put in front of us, right? Um, so I think ultimately, you know, our goal is to break out of this mindset. And I believe we break out of this mindset and what we've covered over the past couple episodes is you break out of these mindsets of not feeling enough, and not feeling worthy by acknowledging God's grace and acknowledging God's power. You know what I'm saying, and 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 that's that's the solution, right? And I think that one thing that really trips us up is that in the rest of our life, right, we look for reciprocating relationships. We look for a relationship with mutual benefit. And if we're not in a relationship with mutual benefit, at least for the people who you know, you know what I'm saying. You're, you you want people to reciprocate what you're giving, right? And there are some of us who we don't reciprocate and we feel okay with it. But then there's others of us that We don't reciprocate and we feel bad about it. And there's even some of us that because we're not reciprocating in a relationship, we leave it, right? Um, We're not reciprocating in a relationship. We feel very small. We feel very little. And I think that some of us trick ourselves into thinking that our relationship with God is supposed to be a mutual benefit one, right? Whereas, you know, you're supposed to be blessing God as much as he blesses you. Um, and that you're supposed to be reciprocating and whatnot. And by all means, we should be living our life as as living sacrifices to God. But fact of the matter is, I really want all of us to understand this is not a mutual benefit relationship like we think it is. Even if you were to never sin again and try your best to to you know be what God wants you to be, God is still giving you more than you're giving Him, and we are dependent on Him. This is a dependence relationship. You understand? You know, we we we. God doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to be God. He was God before we were created. And for some of us, when we hear that someone doesn't need us, we feel like we're worth less. But I think that the fact that God doesn't need us, but for some reason has gone out of his way in order to still have a relationship with us really shows the love that God has for us. And if he loves us so much, I think that that shows how much, you know, we are worth to him. And if we're worth anything to God, then that means we are worth something. You understand what I'm saying? Um, in seminary school. I'm telling you, get used to it because man, they be they be spitting. I'm not gonna lie, they be spitting. Doctor Anderson you be spitting, you know. I don't know if he's ever gonna watch this or whatever, but you know, uh we were talking about the first week we were talking about the storyline of the Bible and I feel like most people, when they talk about the storyline of the Bible, it's really human centered where it's like, you know, man fell and God, you know, wants to reconcile a relationship with man. So he sent his only son and that is perfectly fine. That is good. I'm not refuting that he wasn't refuting that none of that, but the way he used to hold the storyline of the Bible didn't just simply start with mankind, but really started with the reason why God created mankind and the intention from the very beginning. You know what I'm saying? And and I love and I love the way he put it. So basically, he he really he really weighed down on the fact that we're created in God's image. All right, and that meant something. You know, we are creating God's image. We read Genesis, and then we read uh, some places in Revelations. And when you realize that God created the heavens and the earth, He He separated land from the waters. He created the creatures. He created the fowls of the air, and then He created man in His image, the only creation. That he created in his image. And then he told us to go be fruitful and multiply and fill all of the earth. And what professor was telling us was that this was the intention. That God's image fill all the earth. That the earth be filled with God's image. That we, mankind, being made in the image of God, represent God's dominion. His dominion over the earth is represented through us. That was the purpose of mankind. Think of it like God created all of this amazing stuff in the universe and then or created the universe itself and then wanted to sign his signature on it and he created man. He breathed his life into him and said, this is my representation. My glory is filling the entire earth. My image is filling the entire earth. That is a purpose for our creation from the get go. But unfortunately, man, rather than trying to represent God's image, wanted to be God. Remember what it was, you know. He's the the serpent told Eve, if you if you eat this fruit, you'll be like God knowing good. And evil. Look at the Tower of Babel that they try to, you know, build this tall building so they it can be in the heavens, like like God. And and we see so many times in our lives that a lot of the things that we do is it's it's about pride, it's about us being self centered, it's about us wanting to do more for our own selves and, and for us to gain more status or whatever it might have been, and for us to be valid, whatever it might be, instead of god instead of mankind. Taking on the image of God and 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 living a life to glorify God, a lot of us have we instead we've tried to be like God, and and we adopted a sinful nature after the fall of Adam and Eve, and now we we fall short of God's image day after day after day, after day and after day. And the thing is, the most efficient thing I think we can all agree for God to do was to literally just end it all, man. <laughs> He could have just ended it all. And who's the one that will say that God was wrong for that? Who's the one that will say that God is not just for that? After he created something in his own image and his own image just turned his back, turned their back on him. But God's love decided to, all right, then let's take this detour. All right, then I'm going to keep these people. I'm going to see it through. And in Romans chapter five, verse eight, it says, but God demonstrates his love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, the reason why I just talked about the whole storyline in the Bible and God's, you know, initial plan is that I really think it reveals God's love because he took the detour. He took the less efficient way for you because of his love for us why not wipe everything out noah too why why not destroy why why pick abraham and go through all you went through with the children of israel why why not just clean slate all the way through but no he's still here still trying with us still sent his only son for us because he loves us you understand what i'm saying But we think we're so dirty, we think we're so dirty, we think we, oh man, you know, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole point, that God, this is not a mutual relationship, this is us being dependent on God, even for our own righteousness. Some of us think well, we're not good enough for a task, but even last week we read in First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-seven to twenty-nine, it says, "But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty, and the base things of the world, and things that are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and the things that are not, which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in His presence." This verse is telling us that God literally chooses the people who are incompetent for the sake of his own glory. The word of God tells us ultimately, ladies and gentlemen, that we are not too sinful for his grace and we are not too incompetent to be used by him. We're not too sinful to be saved and we're not too incompetent to be used. That is a message throughout the scripture. But some of us, we lose sight of that. And some of us think that we ought to be competent in order to be used. And we think that we ought to be completely sinless in order to be saved. And by all means, we should strive for these things. But also recognize that it's not, this is not the reason why God chooses us. And this is not the reason why God loves us. That is by his grace and that is by his power that we are here today, not by our own striving. It's because of God. God is the one who makes up for our flaws and shortcomings. He's the one um, that that makes us righteous even though we feel dirty because of Christ. And he's he, he and and I'll even say that the person, the man that thinks he's too dirty has lost sight of Christ. And and the woman that thinks that she is incompetent has lost sight of God's power. That's what I'll say. You know, it's a lot of people who they feel so dirty and they feel so weak. And you know what I'm saying? A lot of times when they talk to you about it, I think a lot of them, they expect you to be like, oh no, don't feel like that, sweetie. But sometimes in, in the times that we feel so pity, I, I honestly think that we just need that person that can correct us and help us to understand what the word of God says. Because if the Word of God says that, you know, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, and if the Word of God says that, you know, throughout time and time again that He's using these incompetent people, but we are just disacknowledging that—is disacknowledging a word? We are just not acknowledging that, and instead just pitying ourselves. Man, it's the source of your problems is you not acknowledging God's grace and you not acknowledging God's power. Whether it's you don't have faith in it or whether it's you're just ignorant to it, or whatever it might be. God can do anything. In seminary, we were talking about his, his nature. His nature is to make the incomplete complete, bring order to chaos. And he does that with us because he can do anything. And if God can do anything, then that means he can use anything, right? Like if God can, if you truly believe that God can do anything, It is his nature to make the incomplete complete, to make the bad good, to make the chaos order. Why do you think that he cannot use you? to do something and you think that you have to be perfect in order for god to you you have to have all of the skill set all of everything in order for god to use you i just don't see in the bible where he's using the 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 most skilled person in order to do the most skilled things on the contrary it seems like he's using the most what we would consider the most incompetent people in order to do the great things for the sake of his own glory So the rest of this episode (laughs) is going to be geared towards this message. This message is for the people who think that Oh, if only I had this gift, if only I had this talent, if only I had this person, if only I had this life, if only I had this type of upbringing, oh yeah, then I'd be able to do this and then I'd be able to do that. We're talking about incompetence incompetence again. The people who think that they need something, they need to gain something in order to be competent for the task that God has called them to, this message is for you. I'm going to read scripture, okay? A lot of scripture because I really want this point to hit home on people's head. Oh, I wanted to knock you in your head. I'm going to knock you in your head. I want it to really seep into man. I want this. I want you to know this. And if you will read along with me, and if you if you're not going to read along with me, please write down in your notebook these are the verses. These are the passages to read when I feel like I'm not enough in order for the ta- to do the task that God has uh, called me to. I'm going to read multiple passages to prove my point. All right, you'll see the point that I'm going to make. Exodus chapter four. Exodus chapter four, starting at verse. 1 This is God's conversation when he's calling Moses. So in verse 1 says and Moses answered and said but behold they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice for they will say the lord hath not appeared to unto thee. He's talking about the pharaohs and people of Egypt that he, they're not going to listen to to Moses. And the lord said unto him what is in thine hand? Pay attention to that. And he said a rod. And he said cast it on the ground God said cast it on the ground and he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled before it and Moses said unto and the Lord said unto Moses put forth thine hand and take it by the tail and he put forth his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand verse (sighs) 5 excuse me they, that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. And the Lord said, um, said furthermore unto him, Put now thine hand into thy thy bosom, and he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, Put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again, and plucked it out of his uh, plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. What's going on here? Moses was doubting that they were going to listen to him. And what God, God asked him a question, ladies and gentlemen, he asked him a question. He asked him, what is in thine hand? What's in your hand, Moses? Moses said it was a rod and God said, put it on the floor, turn to a snake. God said, use your hand and put it in your chest and he brought it out and it was leprous and put it back in and then it was back again. Was Moses casting spells? Was he some type of wizard? No, 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 no. You see, this was a display of God's power using what was in Moses' possession. You see, God used what was in Moses' possession in order to show both Moses and the Pharaohs later on, the Pharaoh later on, that God is with Moses and this is God's show. But if you don't get it already, uh, don't worry, I got, another, I got another passage for you. Don't, don't worry. 1 <laughs> Samuel 17, verse 38 to 40. This is when David's about to kill Goliath. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I, I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand. Look at this. Chose five stone, chose five smooth stones from the steam, from the stream. Sorry, but then put them <laughs> in the pouch. Look at this of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. Hmm. I mean, couldn't God have used David and made him used to the armor and the sword and all that different stuff? But instead, God rather. Would have used the shepherd's bag from the shepherd boy that was in David's possession. Maybe you're not getting it yet. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Matthew chapter 14, verse 16 to 20. Jesus replied, This is when Jesus feeds the, the what, like 15,000, but 5,000 men besides women and children. He said, Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. They answered, the disciples answered, bring them here to me. He said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the, broke the loaves. Then he gave them, he, then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls, basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Everyone was fed. Don't you know that Jesus knew how many people were going to come there today and he knew that they're going to be far away from any other type of bakery or merchants or whatever where they can get food. Why did Jesus just bring them out there? But instead, but instead he decided to use the five loaves and the two fishes that were in the possession of the people and made it enough for everyone to be hungry, made it enough for the task, for the mission to be accomplished. Maybe you're not getting it Let's keep on going 1st Kings chapter 17 Verse 14 to 16 There's a famine in the land And there's a widow That comes to the prophet Elijah And the prophet Elijah Is talking about Go make me some cake And she said Look 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 Hey You know No disrespect to you My G You know But hey You know I got this flour I got this oil It's for me and my son We about to bake it. We are finna die Cause we ain't got Nothing else to eat And that's that He said, verse 14, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and the the woman and her family for the jar of flour was not used up. Come on. And the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. God could have ended the famine. He could have sent rain. But instead, he decided to feed this woman and her family through the jug of oil and the flour that was in her possession. I really hope that you've gotten it by now. I went to the Old Testament. I went to the New Testament. And the message is consistent. Like I said, this message is for the people who think only if I had this, only if I had that, then I'd be able to do this that God is calling me to do. No, that's not what the scripture says. There's a pattern in the scripture where God uses what we have, uses what is in our possession in order to make it enough for the task that he has called us to. He used the rod that was in Moses hand to show the entire Egypt that God is this is God's doing. He used the shepherd's bag from the shepherd's boy, David, in order to be used in the slaying of Goliath. He used the five loaves and the two fishes to feed, what, 15,000 people or 5,000 men beside women and children. He used the oil and the, wa- and, and the, and the, um, the flour that was in the possession of the woman in order to feed her family because it didn't run dry. Shoot, I didn't read this one, but he used Abraham's first wife. In order for the promise to be fulfilled Sometimes God It's not that he, he, he needs to give you something more It's that he wants to use what you have now And he will multiply it And don't worry It's supposed to look like it's not enough Even sometimes it's supposed to look like it's not enough For your own sake And for the sake of the people around you Because when God blesses it you see He doesn't need people talking about, oh, okay, that's because this person was so good at, oh, that's because this person was set up and this person was, no, no, no. He wants people to see, man, this person was in the dumps and now they're at the mountaintop. It must be Yahweh. Don't you get the point now? Sometimes we're supposed to look like we don't have enough. Sometimes it's supposed to look like we don't have the skill set, that we don't have the resources. I'm telling you, man, this is where the glory of God is shown. In the times where it looks like we don't have enough. In the times where it looks like, man, it's over. It's done with. But let me tell you, this is what you have to do with the things that you have. You have to present it to God. Just like the woman presented the oil and the flour. Just like Jesus presented the five loaves and the two fish. Just like Moses presented the rod. I'm telling you, present your gifts. Present everything that you have to God. And live your life as a living sacrifice. And he's going to make it enough. Because it's his business. It's his show. This is his game. This is not your game. You think it's one-on-one. You and your enemies. You and the adversaries. You and all these things. Man, no. That's not what it is. It's his show. That's why he's going to make it enough. Remember how it, I told you at the beginning that this is about God's image filling the world. His image the world being filled with his image, his glory. This is what this is about. It's not just about you getting a job. It's not just about everybody thinking that you're the most talented, creative, genius. It's not. It's not what it's about, man. It's about his glory. And you're mad that you don't have enough. You're mad that it looks like, oh, you know, you're not as talented as other people, that you don't have the resources that other people have. And now you sit on your hands saying that unless somebody tags me, unless somebody touches me, unless somebody does this, somebody does that, unless I get more of this, unless I get more of that, I can't do what God called me to do. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes he will give you a gift. Sometimes he will give you that person as your destiny helper. But other times he's going to want to use what's in your hand already, what's in your possession already, man. Who's going to say he can't do that? You? Who's going to say he can't do that? Whatever's in your hand, whatever's in your feet, whatever's in your bank account, whatever whatever is in your network. Man, I'm telling you, God can use it, man. And honestly, what I pray is that God gives you a word. I don't know if I said this last week, but, you know, God has given me some words that I hold on to. That has helped me to be faithful because I I have a promise. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I'm going to pray is that God gives you a promise concerning your situation. Gives you specifically a promise that you can rely on and you can remember every time that you're feeling low. Every time that you're feeling too dirty. Every time that you're not feeling enough. I'm done. (laughs) Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this episode. Thank you so much for this message, really. Um, And I pray that it really hits home. I pray that it really hits home for the person that's watching and the person that's listening, Father God. It doesn't go over anybody's head. I pray that this message touches everybody that needs to touch, Father God. It won't miss anybody, God. It won't miss anybody. It won't miss anybody, Father. Father God, help it to be stained in our heads, Father God, that you are the one that makes us righteous. You are the one that makes us enough, oh God. And if we draw closer to you and we present our lives as living sacrifices to you and we abide in Christ, Father God, that should be the point. That should be our goal. That should be what's in front of us, Father God, to draw closer and closer and closer and closer to you, Father God, that you will be done in our lives, oh God. Father, any other vision that is trying to distract us, Father God, from what you have for us, what you want for us, Father God, help us to get it out of our head, whether it's derived from comparison or ego or pride, whatever it might be, Father God, anything that's telling us we can't do it, anything that's telling us we should just quit, whether it's fear, anxiety, doubt, whatever it might be, Father God, rip it out in the mighty name of Jesus, Oh God. Let the world know that you are God through what you do in our lives, Oh God. Through making the incomplete complete, Father. Through, make, through making the unrighteous holy, Father God. Through making the not enough more than enough. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. I love you guys. Oh my goodness. Amen. <laughs> hey I'm going to tell you like this. Uh, if you have a friend and you know that they need to listen to this episode, please please uh, handle that. You know what I'm saying? Share this episode with somebody who needs it and just know that man i'm not even gonna tell you you're enough because you might not be and that's the whole point god is enough god is more than enough listen to gyra if you haven't already it's a maverick city music uh song j-i-r-e-h such an amazing song but i love you guys you guys have an amazing week uh holla at me peace